Ambitious on the mic, bitches on my dick. I don't have the time, ambitious as it gets. Competition switch, I stay uninvolved. They think I'm unaware, I'm suspicious of it all. Yeah, ain't no telling who and who. People want to tell me about myself, I wonder who are you. Welcome to episode 11 of the Wrestling Tonight Podcast. I'm your host, Blake. And we are here to discuss the latest WWE pay-per-view, which is Stomping Grounds. First thoughts right away, I was really impressed that this was actually one of the better pay-per-views of the year. Yeah, I know it was getting a lot of slack because a lot of repeat matches. But at the end, they really delivered. We'll start off with the pre-show. New Cruiserweight Champion, Drew Gulak, defeats Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa in a really good triple threat match. Before the show, Seth Rollins goes and tweets out that WWE has the best professional wrestling in the planet, and a lot of people gave him a lot of stick for that, but he's not wrong, and he backed it up with this Cruiserweight match right away. So moving on there from there, we open the show with the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, going one-on-one against Lacey Evans. Becky Lynch pulls this out and remains your Raw Women's Champion. I was not really convinced that Lacey was uh, posing a threat, but we can see that these two are not done. We'll get on later in the episode for that. Moving on from there, we have New Days. Big E and Xavier Woods teaming up, going up against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This match really delivered right off the gate. Kevin Owens and Sami were just going after Xavier Woods left and right. Super kicks, blue thunder bomb, pop-up power bombs, anything they had in their repertoire, they were throwing at him. And Xavier Woods, every single time, kicked out. Every single time. Kicked out, kicked out, kicked out. Then it finally slowed down a little bit. Uh, Big E was able to get back in the match. He really wasn't much of a factor, but he did what he could. At the end, KO hits the stunner. One, two, three. Owens and Sammy uh, pick up a big, big win against the New Day. Maybe this throws Kevin Owens back into the title picture. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Going on from there, third match of the night. United States title match. Ricochet going one-on-one against the defending champ, Samoa Joe. And a very surprising upset. Ricochet is now your new United States champion. He uh, hit his signature 630 or whatever, his flippy-dippies. Which he hits him as hard as he could and it didn't look like he did much to Joe because he's such a bigger man. But puts him down, one, two, three. Your Universal Champ goes on to social media defending him. Because Will Ospreay goes on and says that I'm alive. Talking to Rounds when he says they have the best cruiserweight. And he goes and says, don't worry buddy, we got the better version of you and... Talking about Ricochet, which is very nice to see that he's sticking up for everyone in this business. Move on from there. 
at a SmackDown tag team title match. The Planet's champion, Daniel Bryan or Rowan, went toe-to-toe with Heavy Machinery. And I tell you right now, Heavy Machinery is going to be future tag champs. I don't know how long, how soon. Maybe by SummerSlam times, those two look ten times better than what they ever did in NXT. And I was very impressed with them. The one spot where Daniel Bryan's hitting his yes kicks on Otis. And Otis just eats him and eats him and eats him and picks him up. And just slams him down. Tucker and Otis. uh, Big man going at it with Rowan. Another big man. But... Nice cheeky roll up by Daniel Bryan gets him the win, and he goes to social media and says as well, "Cheeky roll up never fails." Gets him again. So to go from there, we had our SmackDown Women's Title match. Be uh, Bailey versus Raw's Alexa Bliss. Very confused on why Alexa Bliss is in this match, but hey. Not gonna judge, not gonna say anything. I want a Bliss to win. Bliss is champ. This rivalry between the two got very personal last minute, but Bailey pulls out at the end. Very odd as she smacks Nikki Cross on the head because Nikki Cross took the outside dive from Bailey instead of letting Bliss get hit with it, but. Maybe this means these two are not done, or these three. So, we'll wait and see. Going from there, we had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for probably the 600th time. But this match was different than the last 600. Shane McMahon was in McIntyre's corner. And provided antics the whole match long against Roman. The big dog prevails, though, so it's hard to count him out. Gets the win. Turns and goes backstage with Shane later on the night. Says that he's going to have to face them two-on-one in a handicap match in a row. Also, what's going on backstage? Ricochet was taking his photos with his new U.S. championship. AJ Styles in the club. Comes in to interrupts and AJ congratulates him and says, We'll see you tomorrow night, one-on-one. Moving on from that, that'll be a nice match to watch. We had a WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, going strong. Interesting, he's 8-0 now in defending this title as he picked up the win against Dolph Ziggler in a really good steel cage match. These two are athletes, athletes at the finest, and they put on a show yet again. Ziggler looked to be winning the match as he was crawling out of the cage. But Kofi realized how close he was and went a full-on sprint and dove out to win before Ziggler hit the ground. New Day comes out and celebrates with Kofi as he's still champ and still going strong. The main event of the night, which many people are very upset about. Many people have the right to be upset about, but... It seems like when WWE wants to go storyline, the fans just turn on it right away. But then, hey, when there's no storylines involved, fans get upset on why there isn't storylines. So it's like a lose-lose situation for them right now. But 
They chose to go storyline route. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin for the Universal title with a special guest referee appointed by Baron Corbin himself. And I seen a report earlier today that WWE posted a picture of Lacey Evans being the special guest ref. And then they said it got taken down right away. So, maybe that wasn't supposed to be leaked, or maybe it was, just to let the fans know. But hey, Baron Corbett announced the sassy Southern Belle, Lacey Evans, was going to be the special guest referee for this match. So that lasted long. And then, carry on in the match. It was going to be a big thorn in Rollins' side because he is in a relationship with Becky Lynch. Hashtag Rollins. I don't know how you can come up with a name like that, but we'll let it be. So, going on in that match. Rollins and Corbin are slowly going at it, backing up, building this match, building this long main event. Rollins turns around and power bombs him through the table on the outside. Lacey Evans has to start counting. And she has the count of eight. Turns around and says, hey, this match is going to restart. No more DQs. Or not no more DQs. No more countouts. So, going on in the match. Corbin now has the upper hand because he's beating the crap out of Rollins with the steel chair Rollins brought to the ring. And that's where Lacey Evans goes, well, I saw this, well, now I gotta do something about it. And she goes, okay, we're gonna start with no more DQs now. So no countouts, no DQs, nothing. It's a no hold bars match. So they start going at it, and then Rollins has Corbin beat, going for the pin. And Evans doesn't count. Evans says her arm's hurt. She can't hit three. So, we move on. And Rollins, this is where he starts attacking Evans. Starts yelling at her, getting in her face, and just had enough of this whole antic between the two. So, Evans smacks Rollins into the marl. Rollins takes it, laughs, moves on, gets back in her face. Gets slapped again. Turns and comes back at her for more and gets kicked in the gut this time. As he kicked in the gut, turns his back to her, goes to Corbin, and then gets hit with a low blow. Now this is where the fun begins. So at this point... Becky Lynch comes out, runs, and attacks Evans. And she starts beating the crap out of her on the outside of the ring. So the refs come running in to come save the day. To break up this fight between the two. And then as Corbin's getting ready to hit the end of days, he needs a ref in the ring. He calls none other than John Cone, who was the official at... Can't even think of the name of the last pay-per-view was that. But anyways, at the last title match, those two had a big, strong disagreement. But they go at it. And turns. Rollins reverses the end of days. 
gets him down, hits him with the curb stomp. And one, two, three, Rollins retains. Super uh super showdown is what it was, I'm sorry. But goes down. Becky and Seth celebrate at the end of the match. Sitting on the apron, doing their little shebang with one another. And that's how the show ends. So, go to Twitter. I uh, set up some polls at the end of the pay-per-view. Asking everyone what their favorite matches of the night. I couldn't include the Cruiserweights because it was a triple threat match. And plus it was on the pre-show. I know many people don't like watching the pre-show. So, start off, I said, who had the better women's match? Was it Bliss or Bailey or Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch? Between the 15 votes that everyone threw in, 73% said Alexa Bliss and Bailey had the better match. And I'll agree there. It was a really good match between the two. Uh, Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch, we've already seen that enough, and Becky Lynch comes out on top again. So then... Moving on, I asked who had the better tag team match. And 64% said Sammy and Kevin versus the New Day rather than Heavy Machinery, Brian and Rowe. I'll disagree on that one. Heavy Machinery really came out strong. Daniel Bryan, the hometown boy, was getting cheers left and right, getting chants thrown at him. At one point, they're chanting. Please recycle to drive a Prius to everything else in between to show how they are very friendly to the ecosystem up in Washington. But yeah, I thought Heavy Machinery really came out strong. I would say they're almost superstars of the night, but yet they didn't win. But the showing they put on was really good. So then I said who had the best singles match of the night out of the males. And it went 24 votes, 58% by a landslide was Ricochet and Samoa Joe. And they're not wrong there. Those two put on a clinic between the two. Last place, Corbin and Rollins. Yeah, because I said long building, special guest, storyline. Maybe we're going to have an intergender match. Who knows? Drew and Roman came in second place. That match was really surprising. I know many people just tossed it to the side right away. But that was a really good match. So, what I was surprised and what I was waiting for the entire night was to see good old Bray Wyatt. Since around WrestleMania, after WrestleMania, he's shown up with this Firefly Funhouse gimmick. And slowly been building. Slowly been showing the world. Who he really is now. So then. Moves on. Starts showing the more darker. Sinister Bray Wyatt. What we know. But now. He's kind of mixed in between. And he does little. Fun things here and there to remind you that. He's not all bad. We don't know what show he's on. He could still be on Raw or he might be on SmackDown Live. Who knows? I was really hoping that he was going to show up in that Steel Cage match and sit up between him and Kofi. Or he was going to show up against 
Drone Roman and just get in the middle of it. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to bring him back. I don't know how he's going to start a feud with anyone, but once he does, you're going to be grateful that you're watching this. Another one I was really surprised about was there's no 24-7 champion at this show. As you've seen last Monday night on Raw. Drake Maverick finally got his hands on the 24-7 title. Rolling up R-Truth. And then goes on to his wedding. Saying he's getting married with the 24-7 title. Which I can see why they did this. And it's very good for social media. But at Drake Maverick's wedding after he kissed his uh, newly wife. Goes and walks out and gets rolled up by R-Truth. R-Truth steals the title from his wedding. And that was it from the rest. That's all we've seen. What I really liked most about this title is people like Drake Maverick, R-Truth, Jinder Mahal. Who's really putting this title. Who's really making it mean something. Who's really making it entertaining. Our truth has Carmella with him every single week, and he's, she's helping him. Whether he has to dress up, whether he has to hide, whether he has to run for his life, he has his eyes behind his back. That's her. And then you have Drake Maverick, who's hunting this guy down left and right for this title, and he's making him want something. Then you have Jinder Mahal, who sneaks up here and there, grabs the title for a day before our truth wins it back. Hell. Seeing the pictures that Drake Maverick's posting at his wedding, I thought young King Maxwell was going to steal the title. But that didn't come out to be, and R-Truth is back to being 24-7 champion. Maybe this is his calling. This is something he wanted. But this guy has turned back into 2011-2012 R-Truth, where he's just putting on a show. No little Jimmy this time, but man, is he just, he's giving you his best all the time. But anyways, wrap this up real quick. Going, asking people for their thoughts on the whole show all around. Many people uh, did not think it lived up to what it should have been. Many people thought it lived up more than what it should have been, but hey, wrap the show all up here. I'll say it's a good 7 out of 10. It was a better pay-per-view than anyone thought. They really threw out their big hitters right away. They really let Sammy and Kevin, New Day, really surprising strong match. You had Ricochet Mojo. Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans. Heavy Machinery really was surprising. Roman and Drew put on a really entertaining match. Steel Cage between Kofi and Dolph. Could have been a little bit better, but still was good. And then the only sour part I will say, not even sour to me, but sour to everyone else, which is, has to be the main event of Seth and uh, Corbin. But overall, it was a good show. We uh, know our next pay-per-view, July 14th, is the 
extreme rules. I don't know what we're going to do for that. I don't know. Hopefully, we get new first matches. The only ones I can see repeating on here would be Becky, Lacey, Rollins, Corbin. But maybe that's going to be one giant match. A tag team match rather than a... Uh, two singles matches. But yeah. So, wrap it all up. Solid show all around. Not the best, not the worst. I like when WWE comes out and gives you new names for pay-per-views. I don't understand why people hate on it. I don't understand why someone would want to sit here and watch Backlash every single year or sit down and watch Payback every single year. Like just when WWE did Great Balls of Fire a few years ago, something new, something fun. But yet, people want to turn it away because it's an original idea. It's not the same thing that you're used to seeing. People are scared of change. And what I appreciate the most out of this whole pay-per-view is Seth Rollins is backing up his talk and saying, hey, we are the best damn wrestlers in the world. We are better than that other company that's starting up. We are better than the guys out there in Japan. Like, they are one of the best. But anyways, we are now officially live on Spotify as the Wrestling Tonight Podcast. We are on Podbean as well, Wrestling Tonight Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Wrestling Tonight Podcast, all in one word. Twitter, which I'm trying to get up, uh, start using more, is at WT underscore podcast underscore. This will also be going up on uh, YouTube as well. At Wrestling Tonight Podcast. So. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys enjoyed WWE Stomping Grounds. This is episode 11. I'm your host. Blake. Signing off. Peace. Yeah. Probably not what you claim. Money coming and go. All I got is my name. Feel like I fuck with nobody. If you weren't there from the jump. How could you ever relate? How could you ever live up? So I put everyone behind the eight ball and put up the great wall. So I don't get surprised when you go eight wall. Ulterior motives. I can always tell. I be on my own shit. I've been doing well. Y'all be having angles. I don't trust the soul. Maybe I'm too cold lately. I be on the low with your ulterior motives. Oh.